Hello, welcome to another episode of the Intentional Grounding Football Show. I'm your host, Chris Otto, and we're jumping right back into the Intentional Grounding Offseason Edition. Today we're going to be covering the Carolina Panthers, Cincinnati Bengals, Chicago Bears, and the Cleveland Browns. Popping off first, we're going to start with the uh, Carolina Panthers, who finished the 2019 season at 5-11. They got a couple question marks heading into the uh, 2020 season, starting with settling their quarterback drama. Currently, they have Cam Newton, Will Greer, and the kid from the University of Houston, Kyle Allen, who was tearing things up. It seemed like a little bit in the beginning of the uh, season for them. Uh, I want to say it's it's time to move on from Cam. Cam's not an elite quarterback. He never was. He's not good. He's okay to below average. He gets away with his swag, his gifted talent, his size. He's never been a guy that shredded defenses with his arm. And I know what you guys are going to say. He won the MVP. But this is what people don't take into consideration. Like on the last episode when I said Lamar Jackson won the MVP, it's because they're the most valuable player. Some will say it's a quarterback award, but it's not. It's not the most valuable quarterback. It's not the best quarterback award. It's the most valuable player because Cam Newton, just like Lamar Jackson, whenever he gets the balls in his hand, he's a he's a deadly guy. He can he can shake and bake, but all those. Hits that he, you know, decided he was going to take because he's that big. They've all added up on him. And where where does that leave him now? So Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule, if you're hearing this, let's cut ties with Cam Newton. Go our separate ways. Let's, you know, decide if Will Greer or Kyle Allen is the future. If not, if not, maybe look at this year's draft class and go grab a guy. Now, if, if you want to retain a player, I would think about retaining defensive tackle Gerald, Gerald McCoy. He's a little long in the tooth. But at, at this point, you know, when you're going through a, a rebuild, a new coach, possibly new system, uh, Gerald McCoy, he might not be very interested in being part of that. He might be at a point of his career, you know, after spending all those years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He might just be in a position where he just wants to leave and win. However, that is a guy that I think they should retain. Because when we when we bring up the uh, free agent list for them, they have Don Terry Poe is going to be a free agent. Mario Addison, Bruce Irvin, Vernon Butler, Kyle Love, Stacey McGee. Now, none of those players are anything to really write home about. I mean... Don, Don Terry Poe is no longer the player he once was prior to his uh, back injury, but you, you got to keep some, you got to keep some commonality of the core that was in place moving forward. I mean, or it's going to be a very, very long road redesigning that defensive line for the Carolina Panthers. Not just the issues with the uh, defensive line and all those free agents. Prominent star middle linebacker Luke Keekley has walked away from the game, which I'm not opposed to. Um, when you're in a position like that, some, one day you just wake up, 
and you have to get away from this game. It's a very violent game. With, I, I guess maybe Luke still has most of his sense. Maybe he's realizing he is losing some of it. It could have been something small to where you know he just started forgetting things, small things. But you know, forgetting one big thing is is one thing. But when you forget like a hundred little things, it starts to wear up. And you know, good for Luke Keekley for uh, realizing that, jumping the gun and saying, "I, I got to think of my health. I got to think of my family." And overall, just walk away from the game. Good for him. But with that, Carolina now has a hole at their middle linebacker position. Now, this past season, they did pay Shaq Thompson a nice chunk of change to uh, remain with Carolina. Are they going to test the waters and try to shift him to be in the middle linebacker? Are they going to look to the draft? Are they going to look at the free agency? And possibly addressing that issue for them. Who knows? Only Matt Rule and his coaching staff are going to know what direction they want to go. I I would try Shaq Thompson for one year. I mean, you, it, it, it's a rebuild year. I mean, it's not going to set you back unless you find a middle linebacker that's a generational generational talent or you know good to above average to good. Or even better, you're not probably not going to find the next Luke Keekley in this year's draft. But yeah, let's let's give Shaq Thompson a shot. A free agent that they could target, in my opinion, should be another from the. I even mentioned his name last week. Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver AJ Green. I think he's looking for greener pastures, and currently what. The Carolina Panthers have on their roster. I just, I don't think it's enough. I mean, they got Christian McCaffrey as their one of their primary receiving threats, and I know he's a running back, but come on. I mean, you're you're looking at a roster with Chris Hogan, Damian Jean Pierre, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and DJ DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel had high draft picks spent on them, but I just, I I don't think. That's enough. I don't think I don't think those two guys are going to be good enough to take Carolina to the next levels. So let's go out and let's give uh, AJ Green a look. They're not a uh, they're not hurting too much in the uh, team salary cap. They're another one of those teams that seem to be middle of the pack. They're twenty first, but they got thirty two point zero five eight. Mill, that's they. They got some wiggle room. They can kind of have their uh, pick of the crop per se with what they're going to do in a free agency in the draft this year. I don't think that this is a rush for Matt Rule. Matt Rule is a, he's a great head coach. Came from Baylor. Prior to that, he was you know on the verge of turning Temple into a top twenty-five team. I'm happy he got that job. So uh, I'm pretty pumped to see what what the uh, Carolina Panthers bring under the tutelage of old Matt Rule headed into the 2020 season. Jumping right over to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, who finished uh, 2019 at a very surprising 2-14. and 14. The Bengals are just another one of those teams. They're like, I don't want to say they're perennial losers, but they're, they're another one, a perennial almost team. They're probably the AFC's version of the... Atlanta Falcons like they have talent but the talent's just 
not good enough. And they're jumping in. Free agent, I'd like to see them retain is Tyler Eifert. I mean, when we when we break down who their current free agents are, um, they 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 got a couple. Um, m- maybe walk away from an aging twenty eight year old Darquez uh, Denard. I'd like to see them re- retain the big fella and Andrew Billings, defensive tackle. He's only twenty four. Um, he's 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 one of those guys that. He's a great rotational player. You don't want him to be an every game starter. However, he, I, I think he still hasn't reached his potential to where he could be uh, a fringe starter. A- outside of him, you know, maybe throw a little coin to retain Nick Vigil to kind of be a leader on your defense. Out, outside of him as well, keep Tyler Eifert. He's a nice, solid target for. If you're going to get rid of Andy Dalton during during the uh, combine or prior to the regular season, that he's a nice solid target for whoever the next quarterback will be. AJ Green, 32 years old, I think he's gone. Let AJ Green go find a winner that wants him and that wants to spend the coin on him. Cincinnati Bengals, they should how they drafted. They drafted Jonah Williams last year. He missed. He ended up missing this season due to an injury. Um, but I, I'm still. I'm pretty sold that he's their left tackle of the future. However, you got Alex Redman and John Jerry. They're two guards that are going to be free agents. I can't see John Jerry. Maybe he's retained on a, a veteran minimum deal. So with that in mind, outside of. Um, Outside of Jonah Williams, that they're they really have no one on that offensive line. So maybe they should go out target a uh, a Brian Bulaga from Green Bay if he's not retained, or I would even look at bringing in maybe a Jack Conklin unless Tennessee decides that they're gonna break the bank for him. But yeah, I mean Cincinnati Bengals are sitting around 18th right now with about 47.6, but that's. That's currently without any changes or anything that might break through between here, now, and the combine, the draft, free agency, and all that good jazz. Moving a little over to the west side, we're going to go to the Chicago Bears who finished the season 8-8 eight and eight in 2019. They uh, regressed, in my eyes, from the season prior where they looked like one of the hottest teams in the NFL to currently... Their biggest issue is, is is Mitch Trubisky the answer for the Chicago Bears? You're you're talking about a quarterback from UNC. And I'm not knocking him for that, but there was I don't think there was too many GMs that were watching Mitch Trubisky in college and saying, that's the face of our franchise. Especially when you got talents like Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes coming out in the same 2017 draft class, let alone uh, Ryan Pace, the general manager of the Chicago Bears, jumped up one spot, one spot, sent a whole nice little uh, treasure to old John Lynch and the San Francisco 49ers to the number one spot. For a quarterback, San Francisco had no intentions of taking. But kudos to John Lynch because what I think he did, I, I, I think, you know, he did the old sleight of tongue in hand trick 
and got on the horn with Mr. Pace and said, yo, we got a team that's interested in jumping up and wants to take a quarterback. He probably didn't even say who. So in a panic, you know, bad GMs normally do bad things. Oh, let me send all this stuff to move up one spot. They overpaid in my eyes. But I'm also under the same mind frame, and I'm saying this in the same sentence, and it's silly. If you strongly believe that's your guy, you go get him. However, let's not get carried away. You're only moving up one spot. You could have stayed pat. I, I, I think with shenanigans, I don't think anyone was jumping up in front of San Francisco, but kudos to John Lynch, who pulled the old wool over the eyes. But that's that's a decision that's going to end up biting Ryan Pace in the ass. One, paying that type of treasure to the San Francisco 49ers in order to move up and get Mitch Trubisky, but also making the conscious decision that you were not even going to look at Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. Danny Trevathan is a player I'd like to see the Chicago Bears retain. Solid linebacker. He's not elite, but he's in that good range to where when he doesn't play, you're going to notice that he is no longer on the field. And that let's let's get that I, I don't know, maybe it was a psychological issue for that defense, but let's get that defense back on top because I'm a big fan of defensive football. However, I don't know that if there's any truth to it, but on the interwebs, I have seen a couple of rumors that the Chicago Bears were shopping Khalil Mack, their star pass rusher. I don't know if there's any truth to that because they did pay a lot of coin to get him, but once again, it comes back to bad GMs make bad decisions. And also, it doesn't help that offensive guard Kyle Long retired as well. Adding another hole to the Chicago Bears, but only on the offensive side of the ball. Kyle Long, he's he's a solid guard. You know, he's he's not a guy you're really going to hear about unless you're a fan of the Chicago Bears. But he was definitely a nice rugged gridiron man. I believe he spent a couple years, you know, moving from the left side to the right side. I believe a couple games at tackle. So we gotta we gotta fill that hole. All right. If I'm Ryan Pace, I'm looking. I'm looking to add some beef to my offensive line, just like I suggested with the Arizona Cardinals, who have no talent on their offensive line. Go out and get Brandon Scherf or Graham Glasgow, two stud offensive guards. Because even if you think that Trubisky is the answer, he's not going to be the answer if if he stays getting pummeled. But there's, there's not a nice... There's not a nice lengthy list of uh, free agent players for the uh, Chicago Bears. They're really not. This is one of those years to where I would keep guys maybe for for depth purposes or just because you have to feel the roster. Um, maybe haha Clinton Dix, who really didn't look like himself this past season. They've cut, moved on from Prince Amakamara. Um they're a group that basically just got too old together and they're going to be losing a lot of pieces instead of keeping the uh, shelves restocked. Moving along to the last team of the day, we're going to jump right into the disappointing, ha, 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 6-10 Cleveland Browns. 
Cleveland Browns, I think they have a very, very high immaturity issue going on that team. Who's the leader? Is it Baker? Is it Odell? Is it Jarvis Landry? There's, there's no one currently that's, one, a leader, but you have to be a mature leader as well. It's all just, it seems like it's a bunch of backyard football players and they're all being silly and no one's saying, hey, I am here to be an adult. I'm here to get all these knuckleheads on the same page. And it, it's just just wilding out there in Cleveland. They just do whatever the fuck they want. It's like, why have coaches? Why have a GM or anything when we're just going to do whatever the fuck we want? I, I, I see the, the kind of sentiment when they wanted to bring Jarvis Landry with Odell Beckham into Cleveland. I think that's worse. I, I think when you get two immature dudes together, all they're going to do is immature stuff together. They're not going to grow together. And then the guy that's supposed to be the face of the franchise, the leader in uh, Baker Mayfield, when he's when he's a child too and he's always fucking around, you, you're, you're, you're dooming yourself. And kudos, kudos to the uh, Browns. They did bring in Kareem Hunt. And let's see if he can move on from his little incident the season prior. But, um... Greg Robinson, how about it? He got caught with all that weed. I believe it was 127 pounds of weed that he got busted with. Come on, bro. What are you? 157 pounds of marijuana. How stupid can you be? You're a year when you're a, you're a free agent as well. 27 years old, you're about to be a free agent. You can at least get some type of bread because good, solid to good left tackles are still hard to find in the NFL. There's a lot of bad offensive tackle play currently in the NFL. And what what what, are there, what is the Cleveland Browns' current option Outside now that now that they're moving on from Greg Robinson, who decided you know he wanted to talk to Samson. I mean, are they going to go with fucking Kendall Lamb, Chris Hubbard? They're going to have they're they're definitely going to have to go out and and address that issue now. You know, are they going to look for a right tackle and Brian Bulaga? Um, they're they're going to have to trade some players. Um. You know, uh, kick the tires on what you can get for maybe Denzel Ward or Greedy Williams, Mac Wilson, uh, Joe Schobert, I believe, but he also could be a, a free agent. Oh, yeah, Joe Schobert, he's a free agent. So there, there's one less piece you can move. And then you got Miles Garrett, who's doing what the fuck he wants, and he cracks Mason Rudolph on the head. He, I wouldn't have been surprised if he was banned from the NFL. Now, I don't know what was said on the field, but he's saying that Mason Rudolph made a racial gesture to him. I find it hard to believe. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but the only thing that's going to let Miles Garrett free is if someone else had to at least hear it to back up his story because it doesn't look good that a white guy that's constantly surrounded by black guys on his team, none of them heard it. But Miles Garrett did hear it. Uh, like I said, uh, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but 
there, there, there's no one slamming on a table saying, yes, Miles Garrett is telling the truth. It's There's a lot of chaos going out in Cleveland. They just blow up that whole team. What needs to happen is the current owner just needs to sell that fucking team. You gotta, you literally have a team ran and being played by immature five-year-olds. Miles Garrett can't control himself. Greg Robinson wants to talk to Samson. You got Odell Beckham, who's too busy being a Mary. You got Jarvis Landry gassing him up. Then you got ba- Baker Mayfield, you know, Baker to 5'9", you know, I'm the cornerback. But that... At some point, someone's got to be an adult. Otherwise, you're going to keep repeating the cycle saying, oh, it's the coach's fault. It's the coach's fault. It's the GM's fault. You're going to fire a a talented GM and John Dorsey just to back your nonsense up. That's what you guys get for firing, um, passing up on Todd Haley and deciding to go with fucking Freddie fucking Kitchens. But it's going to be the same nonsense. This Whoever the poor bastard currently is the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, you're only going to fucking fire him. So here's a battle cry to Jimmy Haslam, owner of the Cleveland Browns. Do what is best for the city of Cleveland and the Cleveland football Browns and settle and sell the team to adults. You need adults running your NFL franchise for the love of God. But thank you. That wraps up this segment of the Intentional Grounding Podcast. Once again, the teams that we discussed today are the Carolina Panthers, Cincinnati Bengals, Chicago Bears, and the Cleveland Browns. Anybody have any uh, feedback for me? You can find me on Twitter at Intentional Grounding. That's at symbol I-N-T-G-R-O-U-N-D-N-G. Peace. G.